This is a show by all podcast. Welcome into another episode of Bucks on Nux. Really good to be back. And uh, we got the NHL playoffs well underway now. NBA playoffs are also going on. And we got baseball in full swing. So lots to talk about on today's show. Uh, we also got UFC Canada coming up in a few weeks. So that's exciting. And we're going to get to all of this in a little bit. But uh, it's been about a month or so since we've done one of these, which is kind of hard to believe. But uh, we're back. And I think we're due for a little check-in with the lads here. So how you boys been doing? Busy, man. Sorry, I just ate a sub, so I want to check, make sure I don't have any shit in my teeth here, just in case we clip some shit. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy with food in his teeth on the Instagram, but uh, I'm doing good though, Ty. Um, super busy. It feels like every day that I'm good to go, you boys aren't good to go, but most days I'm not good to go and you guys are. So uh, schedule and spend an issue, but uh, we'll figure it out and we'll turn it around. It seems like it's like the most it's like the busiest time of year, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, um, spring. So everybody wants to get out, do some shit while the warm weather happens. And it's like exactly when we should be recording pods. It's also the busiest time of year for extracurricular. So, uh, but it's good to be back. It's good to be back for sure. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's great to see the boys. Like you said, Todd, we haven't, we haven't done this in probably over a month. Um, you always forget how much you just miss just shooting the shit into a microphone or fucking setting up and talking to the fellas until you start doing it again. Um, but like you said, like, like Sue said, we're adults. We all have our own schedule. We all have this and that. Like it's, it's tough to fucking line up schedules in the busiest time of year. I know Ty, your work is starting to ramp up. My work's starting to ramp up because you want to make a bunch of sales and get good for summer. I know yours is the same way, Stu. Um, but we're back. I think we're going to really try to shoot for a little four to six weeks in a row here, somewhere in that range, if we could fucking get it. And uh, I'm excited to be back. But Ty. It's been a month. How are you, brother? <laughs> yeah, and so much has happened over the like the last few weeks or the month, or I can't even remember when we did one of these last, but probably about a month or so ago. And so much has happened, it's uh, hard to keep track. But like you said, there stuff's picking up at work, and it's keeping me busy. But that's also good because it keeps me out of trouble. But uh, since I work in radio, we got to all these events popping up in town, and being the radio guy in town, yeah, I got to go to these events and either broadcast from them or hand out some free merch and stuff like that. And uh, my summer's looking pretty booked. For that kind of stuff. So whenever I get a chance here, though, we'll have to line up a podcast and, uh, like you said, try and rip you know four to six of these in a row and and uh, stay steady with it. Hopefully, we don't go for another uh, month hiatus there. But uh, overall, been good and uh, just stoked that we're back and doing one of these pods again. So <laughs> why don't we dive right into it here and uh, start with hockey today? And you know, I was saying that all along here during these NHL playoffs over the last few weeks, and even had it in my notes when we were thinking about doing one of these, is that. Uh, I thought there was one thing in the NHL playoffs that's always guaranteed, and that's the Leafs not making it past the first round. But that happened, and I was like, wow, anything's possible now. What the fuck's going <laughs> to happen here? We also saw Florida fucking beat Boston out. That was like almost unbelievable. I can't believe that happened. I had Boston and Edmonton in the cup. They're both gone, but we'll talk about that more later on. And uh, Panthers went into Toronto, too, and just kind of mauled them there four games to one, which I don't think anyone even saw Florida going into the second round, so... I want to hear your take on uh, the Leafs playoff run there and also kind of what's next for the Leafs or what are your thoughts on all that? Well, it's been, I don't want to fucking drag this topic too much just because it's been like a week now. So it's almost like old news a little bit, but yeah, man, it was a little bit disappointing, but um, 
when you have a week to reflect on it, it's almost like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Like we, we made it the first round this year. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, it proves we can win around. And if this core remains, maybe it's, maybe it's better in the future years, but yeah, it wasn't, uh, I don't know that, that Panther series, it felt like we dominated like most of the game, game one and two, and still couldn't come out with a win. Um, Obrovsky, dude, that was yeah, unbelievable yeah, in those dude, first couple yeah. games. Watching him, I couldn't believe like so many chances in tight that he just like fucking he was just an absolute wall. Like it was it was specifically the chances like right in tight. I don't yeah. know what it is about that. It reminds me of like a uh, Vasilevsky when he's on his game, where like nothing gets past. He can give up like four rebounds and he'll stop them all in a row. Back, bang, 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 bang. It just felt like that. Like Bobrovsky yeah, was can't. on. Was it against was it against Boston or Toronto or someone? I think it was actually against Boston. Marshawn breakaway the last like thirty seconds of a of uh, the third yeah. period or something, and he stopped that. That could have been like a series changing game, but James it could have won man, the series. He, yep. Yeah, he fucking held him in there. Game six, the same against the Leafs. So I, I'm just gonna piggyback off what you're saying, Stu. So I looking back at like obviously you wanted to beat Florida. I, I was the first one to say, like, I wanted to play Boston, but at the same point, like, I felt like Florida was kind of like the easiest route to uh, yeah. to the Eastern Conference final, in my opinion. And looking back on it, like you say, you have a week to reflect. Obviously, you're like, like you said, Ty, we got mauled. It was five games. I did think we were the better team in like four of the five games. We looked like it, but Bobrovsky makes $10.5 million for a reason. And he, like, he stood on his head. He, he stole a series. We don't have that in our, we were going with Joseph Wool, who's our third stringer. He did and well. that's on. Yeah, he did well. He, he did, did great, but like, well, he, it's not going to be uh, on the same level as Bobrovsky. If I look back at this season, I would say in general, which this is going to be like people who hate the Leafs are going to be like, oh yeah, you won. It was a success. I thought we got better fully. I thought we even got better for the future with Jake McCabe. If Joseph Wall um, comes in and it helps us be a, like be a starter, that's easier on the cap even because of his contract. Um, we got Lafferty coming back. Ryan O'Reilly still has a chance of coming back. We got the core still intact. Um, I don't know. I consider it a success, but obviously it's disappointing to watch your fucking team get bounced in the playoffs, like again, right? But it, it was great to see them win a first round. Like I said, 2004 was the last time they won a round. I think it was against Ottawa, actually. And I, I mean, like, I was seven. Like, so it was nice to actually watch them win a round when I was an adult and was able to, like, enjoy it or whatever. And I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation for them. But like you said, I don't want to drag it out. It's a week old. And it is what it is, I guess, at this point. Fucking go Vegas. Yeah. yeah is that the is that the uh bandwagon team for this year i mean we yeah. we call them like early well actually you called it i think months and months ago yeah, there that that might be the dark horse team to uh win the cup that might have been before the season even started said that actually that was our futures so, uh, future special for for the nhl season that you and i did like, like we were giving out fucking all these futures and shit i said yeah. vegas to win the division and then i said they could be a dark horse to win a cup but i don't know i'm jumping on I, the bandwagon <laughs> I don't want to break up your fucking jerk session here, boys, but don't, hey, I said Dallas, boys. I also said Rangers on the other side, which they should have won that series <laughs> up two games and blitzed them the first two games in New Jersey and then choked. But um, but I called Dallas out of the West, and uh, they look pretty nasty. I mean, it, it, Seattle gave them a, a ride, though. Yeah, I was cheering for those boys, dude, Seattle, because like, all season long I was kind of rooting for them, like, not yeah. for any particular reason, but I just kind of wanted to see them in the playoffs and whatnot, and they – uh. Upset Colorado. Yeah, I was gonna say, what the fuck? They just kept rolling and rolling uh, and rolling. Like first expansion team to uh, defeat the Stanley Cup champions or defending Stanley Cup champions in a in a playoff series. I think is what I heard. 
Well, yeah, I, mean, that, I don't know. It's fair, but I, Vegas went great. to a cup final in their first year. Did, yeah. They just didn't have to play the Stanley Cup. Like, I don't know. It's fucking, it's weird having an expansion team go to like, it's like, dude, the, the Leafs took what, 19 years in between fucking winning a round of the playoffs, but Seattle and Vegas could just come into the league and get to the cup final, yeah. and beat Colorado out in the first round. Yeah. It's like, it makes it even worse for us as a Leafs fan where it's like, for fuck's sake, why can they do it? But we can't like... Honestly, it really makes no sense when you look at both those rosters too. Like fucking, there was there wasn't much. St- I don't know. Was Mark Stone on the team the first year? I Ty, believe they picked him up. From, I thought they came from Ottawa, so I think this. No, is he he wasn't there the first year. I don't think. Yeah, I don't so, think he was there because they took Mark Mathot from uh, from Ottawa, I believe, in the expansion draft, right? And that was a trade like maybe a year or two later. I think they got Stone. Okay, fair. So okay. might have to I'm stat saying, check like, that one, but I think it was like his the second year of Vegas, maybe the third year of Vegas that he he uh, went over there. And they didn't okay. have Petrangelo the first year. Like they didn't really have much star power, and they went to the Cup final. I don't know what it is about these expansion teams because you look at Seattle now, and they're kind of like the same build. Like there's not well, really that's much what I like about star like power. Seattle. Yeah, they don't have one guy doing it all. They had like what was it, like fifteen different goal like, scores yeah. or twelve different goal scores or something in the one series. Like on everyone's pitching in. Yeah, and exactly. That might be the you know the way to build a team. The guys and are have breaking like, out. Guys they just need a superstar because... now. They get a superstar on that team. They're nasty. Well, the thing is, is like I don't know. Cup. This might be the best makeup of a team because you can just go like all these guys came in. There's no star. They they got free reign. Yeah. Anybody like can play any role you know what i'm saying so like jared mccann scored like 30 Dude. something goals fucking vince yeah, Dunn, you know, looks like a star yeah and, yeah i was gonna say Dude, i know we got jared mccann yeah. to fucking protect justin Kerf- hull in the expansion or kerfoot in the expansion draft now justin jared mccann is just kerfoot fucking just yeah, yeah like it pisses me off it pisses me off i love him but i hate him yeah, <laughs> i can't yeah. like him <laughs> i know I well know. before uh before we move on to something else i got here I want to bring it back to the Leafs just for a second. I know you say you don't want to drag it out, but did you guys have any thoughts on kind of what's next for Toronto or what they're going to do this off season? Or did you want to, uh, I know DK has got a game lined up for us later. I don't know if you want to save it for that or uh, what are your thoughts on the future of Toronto here? DK has got a game. I know that. So I'll let that go, but I just want to say that, uh, um, it's hard to there's there's, there's a lot of contracts that can't be moved. Like I know the Tavares contract can't be moved and I know it, but, I don't know. I don't mind what we look like in the future uh, if we just roll back the same kind of group of guys for the most part. I just think it's going to be hard to win paying Tavares fucking $11 million. But I know Joseph Wall looks really solid. And like, I didn't, I wasn't like fucking getting the jitters with him back there. Like I sometimes do with Murray or I sometimes, or I, I often do with Shalgren. Um, or in the past, even with Campbell a little bit when he's fell off the fucking rails. Murray hurt. I was but, thinking they should have thrown nah, Murray the in there, but Wall did solid. Just, but I was Wall, like, dude, Wall's the better goalie. Murray, dude. They, Murray's yeah. just a fucking Wall played on real. I hope he'd fucking the playoff him experience of Murray nothing. and everything. No, like fuck him. I was no. fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I didn't want him. So I well, said this to Scoo. Sorry, DK. I just want to say, like realistically, like Joseph Wall gave us a chance to win both those games, and 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 especially, dude. Honestly, I don't. Yeah. This is going to start like a whole net another topic, but I think, <laughs> I think that no goal call was absolute dog shit. And then there was about, uh, there was like an icing call in overtime that like, what do you guys think about the fucking refs? Well, the dude is, rack, dude is crashing the net. Dude, I called that as soon as I said that. I was like, how is that not an interference? And then they showed the replay, and I was like, like, okay, maybe it's not an interference, yeah. but that's a that's a blatant 
holding the stick. So uh, I thought the refs were uh, there was like couldn't the coach games. challenge that though? Why didn't the coach no. challenge it? You can't I guess cha- he I don't could, think but I don't know. Like, nobody of. even said anything. Like nobody even like Yarn Crow didn't even. I guess he was like focusing on the puck. He probably just thought he skated through his stick, so he didn't even notice he was holding his stick. But like nobody even caught it. It was just like heartbreak. I caught it though. I was out here. Fuck, buddy. I would have challenged that and for sure. I should. Are be they allowed to challenge? Like I don't see be. why you wouldn't challenge that. I don't have a video team dialed yeah, right in. That. Well, I don't think you can challenge on whether it's a penalty or not, though. Like unless it's goalie interference. Like, I, and that wasn't goalie interference. He was. Oh, you can make a stink. You can make a stink, and then the refs will review it. I think. Like you've seen, you've seen that happen a few times. You know what I'm so, saying? Like, I, no, I get it. And there I was thought another the refs- bad one. There was another really bad one. What was it? I can't remember. It was in the third period somewhere. The Riley no goal call was kind of bullshit, I will say. But the thing is, is like I would have been a lot more mad if it was game six, game seven, and the series is close. But like it fucking the stick. You're gonna have some bad calls in a series. Like it, we like it was three, three one. It's like we put us out of the playoffs though. Yeah, and that's a they didn't call the hold in the stick or interference call, and that's a direct reason why they scored and fucking one two right. But like we also would have had to score that, come back, win fucking two more games. Like, it just, I don't know, man. Like, I would have been more mad if it was a game seven, but I get it, man. Like, it was fucking, the roughing was tough, but I'm not going to sit here as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and say, like, we didn't get some calls in those first two rounds as well. Like, come on our way where I was like, oh, that was a soft call, but we'll take this power play, and there we go and well, score. when we right? got those, it felt like it was going both ways, though, did it not? Like, it For just, sure. it, it seemed weird. Like, I think the Leafs drew the most penalties out of any team in the, in the regular season and Florida um, took the most penalties in the yeah. regular season. So it felt like that was like almost we are like the power play numbers are going to be lopsided. Um, but it was almost like the opposite. Like there was games there where we got not like it wasn't didn't game six or game five or no game four or game five. Didn't we like not have a single power play or something? Well, no, it was like we went two, we went like two games in a row without having a power play. Like we had power yeah. plays all game one and two. I think three and four yeah. we didn't have a power play. Paul Marie set his fucking hands yeah. up the yeah. the six on his <laughs> yeah on his chest. Yeah, like, he was uh, flashing gang signs at the ref. <laughs> I don't. Know. So Ty, like this isn't. Don't get into uh, like a future thing. But like, what did you think of a Leaf? Like as a Leafs fan, could you look at that season as like a success? I said it was a lose lose from the start, where like you win one round and lose, and everyone who was like. Yeah, you can't win around. They'd be like, no, you can't win a cup still. You guys still fucking suck. So it's a lose-lose as a Leafs fan. But what did you think of the Leafs' playoff performance this year? I mean, it's progress. It's the fucking best they've done in a long-ass time. So good on them. You know, congratulations. But uh, I think I hear a lot of people blaming the coach and the uh, Dubas and all this stuff. But I think, you know, it's mostly on the players. Like, it wasn't like I ever saw Keith make a bad call on the ice or something like that. It was... uh, Save this. Save this. I guess maybe the yeah. Well, you're thinking for the save game this. here. You got go. yep. Save okay, this. I'll, I'll say all I'm gonna say on this was just I thought uh, other than that maybe you could have challenged that play on Gudis at the end there where it could have been a penalty there. I don't know if he's even allowed to challenge that. I gotta look up the rule book here. But other than that, I didn't really think there was any moments where I thought uh, Keith should have made a different uh, call or something like that. Like I wouldn't blame it all on the on the coaching staff. You know, I think it's the players. They need to shake up something there. But we'll get to that. Like you said in the in the game there. Before we get to that, though, I got uh, a question for you. Going back to round one here, when the Panthers beat out Boston, was that a bigger upset or was uh, Columbus sweeping Tampa back in 2019 a bigger upset? Because that was uh, kind of the President's Trophy curse. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, Columbus sweeping Tampa by by a landslide. Dude, I said, didn't I say on this pod that I wouldn't be comfortable? Like, I thought it was going to be a close series. 
I'm pretty sure the last episode we were talking about fucking uh you can go we can go back or listeners can listen back but i think you did yeah i had the like last, boston i said i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if this if this goes seven or even if florida wins and was, you guys kind of gave me the look which i don't which obviously fucking was warranted because it was like who was voting against boston there who was like calling fucking florida right um, you don't think of that but though, i honestly do it, like, like i on it like th- that was a deep team Kachuk is one of the best players in the league and for Hagee, that was a, the widest 40 goal season of all time. Yeah, that was a team. Well, think about had, it like, too, for, how many points like did they have months, last year? And the like two months, months, Florida was battling there for that last playoff spot. There was uh, Buffalo in the mix mm-hmm. there, Islanders, Ottawa. Uh, Detroit kind of fell off near the end, but there was a battle there for it was basically playoff games for these teams to get into that wild card spot. So there, for two months there, Florida was getting ready for playoff mode, and Boston was just lollygagging along, smoking everyone, fucking you know, lost five games all season long. So I don't think they were expecting what Florida brought to the table there. They were just not ready for that. Do you remember at like the all-star break, we brought up the fact that Montreal, like Florida had traded their first round pick unprotected for Sherratt and it was in the lottery. That was like at the fucking all-star break. Like Montreal had two lottery picks and one of them was Florida's and now Florida's just fucking going off. It's crazy. Yeah. How about us saying like a, a, a month ago, I think I was the one that proposed the question too. Like, have we ever seen? I said, have we ever seen a trade that was a lose lose for both teams like <sighs> this? Like, and, and now all of a sudden they're going to the conference finals. It's like fuck. But like, um, I didn't, I didn't know if they were going to squeak in there to be honest. But they did, and as soon as they did, I was like, you know what? The, these guys are dangerous, though. Like, I was saying that my thought was that like, if they miss the playoffs, obviously that's a lose lose trade. But if they if they make the playoffs, like even squeaking in there, they don't look fucking threatening because of their their points and their record. But like, man, that's a fucking good team. Um, well, yeah. And how about Kachuk is like a heart heart finalist? So like, that's a win right off the bat. Right off. That's the bat, a piece they were like, missing in the playoffs in the past too, right? Like they brought in Kachuk because they needed that grittiness in the playoffs and stuff. Like they, they he's yeah. a monster, dude. I love the Kachuk brothers. I've oh, always yeah. said that they're like if you're talking like complete players in the NHL, like. You can't find a more complete player that fucking does it all than like Matthew Kachuk. Like the guy's hockey players, man. Like the fucking definition of a real like hockey player. I'm not saying he's the best in the league or but like you get what I mean. But like if you're talking full on hockey player that brings every element plus some intangibles to the table, like it's it's fucking Matthew Kachuk, dude. Like the guy's like he just does it. Like a tool player, like a Mike Trout or something. Exactly. Shoei Otani there, he's out of your fucking I don't know. I was thinking. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Shohei Otani would, would also play goalie. Yeah, I was going to say, Shohei Otani <laughs> would also be playing goalie every fifth day. Yeah, or maybe the best comparison because that Otani guy is something else. Uh, no, I was going to say, he'd start we, 40, 41 games in net and go like fucking 35 and 6 and then like also snipe 40 goals in the other 41 yeah, games. Yeah, that's yeah, like exactly. what Shohei Otani's doing. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. We should talk about baseball, by the way. I don't know if it's on our itinerary, but like really quick at the end of the pod. But uh, yeah. anyways, uh, I just wanted to say before we go to DK's little game here, uh, how about Brandon Montour making a name for himself there? What about like that? He quietly had 73 points in the regular season and then he fucking, and then he almost like single handedly, uh, him and Kachuk carried fucking. There's a over sleeper past Boston. For, for fucking next year's fantasy. Oh, he won't be a sleeper. Nothing. I think everybody's on Actually, it, dude. Yeah, He's, yeah. He would have been a sleeper this points. year. That's, yeah. that's just a great call by Florida's GM, right? Like being like, okay, we're going to trade away Mackenzie Weger. Who like he fucking kind of ran that blue line last year, and they were talking about how good he was, and but they're like, we have this yeah. guy Montour, like 
who's going to step in and be better than Uyghur, and he was. Like, like, like that's just a great fucking call by their GM. I don't even but know he's like anything about this guy. Much. Like, is Montura like a rookie or something? Or is he... No, he's been he's around. Like, I want, yeah, yeah. Like around is in like a couple of years. I don't think he's been like many places. I think he might I wouldn't only... say he's 27, 28 years old though. Like he's not a young, he's not like a rookie. By Let me any look it up. Right? I, I'm going to guess like 25 27. or 26. I'm I was going to say I drafted him there. Does it Holy say shit, boys. He's 29, boys. This guy's a late yeah, breakout. Yeah. 29 yeah. year old kid. Late bloomer there. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's Good a fucking him. menace. Offensive defenseman. He's running that power play. He made Ekblad look like a little fucking pussy now. Ekblad had him like zero Kepka. points. Yeah. yeah, him and Brooks and, Kapka made Ekblad look like a bitch. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, that was funny. Yo, Brooks Kapka. That's funny. <laughs> Speaking of golf, I was just came from the range, boys. I'm, I'm fucking still pretty dog shit, but I'm getting better. <laughs> getting better here, boys. I started. I stopped slicing my drives every single time. I'm only. I oh. probably. I probably got like a forty percent slice right now. Dude, don't say every single time because I'm telling you, you're gonna find something at the range. You're gonna step up to the first tee of the of the next round, and you're gonna slice it. And you're gonna go. Oh, probably. I'm. Just, I still do it, but I'm just saying, like, I do it, dude. I'll go to the range for like a fucking week straight and hit balls, and then all of a sudden I'll step up to the first tee. I'll be like, dude, I'm so calm. I'm just like, I'm confident as fuck, and just shank the first ball and be like, well, I still fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm go back to the range, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was hitting my irons like so pure when I was actually on the course for like a beginner at least. Like, obviously, I yep. still fuck up a bunch, but then I went to the range today, and I don't know if it's just because I was rushing everything, trying to get through this bucket of balls, but I was shooting my irons like if I was shooting my driver better than my irons, which was uh, kind of like the opposite of I play. But anyways, fucking that was a crazy tangent. Uh, <laughs> Ty, what do you got for us? All right, here? all right, back on track. One thing before we get to DK's game. Uh, I want to make predictions for our conference finals here where we got Dallas, uh, Vegas, baby. Vegas and Dallas. So we already know where Stewie J is going for that. Maybe I'll just get DK's. Uh, you got Vegas, right? DK and that. Yeah, I, I'm all over Vegas now to win. I think they're the best team left. No. Nope. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. And then uh, I don't know if they're going to win the cup. Oh, I don't know, man. Carolina looks nasty. I like Carolina. I like Carolina for the cup. But Carolina, Florida, who do you got? Who do you got? I think game seven, I'm going Carolina in six or seven. I'm with you, Todd. Game six or seven for sure. It's gonna it's like it's gonna be a long series, but I, I'm just gonna take Florida because it seems like whoever the fuck that like beats the Leafs out, they just seem to go to the cup. Like Montreal, Tampa, <laughs> fucking Florida's gonna do it. Like it's just, yeah, I I don't want I'd to love, see Florida in there because I hate them like to now. It. But but I mean, but Florida, just the Vegas fact they're the fun. wild card and all that, and the fact they beat up Boston, like it's a great story. I would actually, yep, I wouldn't hate it if Carolina lost. But uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going all in on. Actually, fuck, I was gonna say Carolina, but Vegas too, man. Like we had Vegas. I love the Vegas. I don't I know think- Vegas and Carolina. That's uh, that's where I'll predict it now, and then we'll go from there. Next pod, we'll we'll revisit yeah. our couple pods from now. What do you got, Stu? And then Stu, who did you have? Yeah, Dallas and uh, Dallas. And then the, the 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 East is tough. I was saying Carolina off the bat, but then I think of it like, yeah, that Panthers team. The Panthers team, but I got Dallas for sure. I think you guys are fried with Vegas. Uh, Dallas, dude, Dallas. I was saying from the start, I had their Cup final. They're already in the conference final, buddy. All they need to win is one more series. And my prediction out of the West is right because nobody saw, nobody, nobody actually sees the value in Dallas. Remember when Dallas went to the finals a couple of years ago against Tampa? It was like the most boring fucking yeah. final of all Pavelski, time. Was, like was that so when Pavelski got folded early in that? Or that he was still yeah. on Sharks when that happened. Maybe. That was this year know. too. Pavelski yeah, got folded did, early yeah. this year, yeah. 
But yeah, how about a magnet? How about seeing fucking Carolina or fucking Florida and Dallas in the final? Eh, all these teams left are just like so like mid as far as like fanfare. Like you know what I'm saying? There's no like prestige to any of these teams. If it's really. Carolina, Dallas, I don't give a flying fuck who wins. <laughs> yeah, like, this is like exactly. I don't like they're so irrelevant, but they're not. Like they're good teams, but like yeah, they're but just so fucking irrelevant. I'm down still here. gonna like, watch because I think it's flood hockey now. Like I like yep. Dallas. Like oh, it's yeah. just. It just sucks that the Dallas is the team that has this team, but I like Dallas's team so much. Like Robertson is kind of their main guy on the front line now, whereas the last time they were in the finals, it was still kind of that Sagan, Jamie Ben uh, kind of shit going on. But now it's like Rupe Hints and Jason Robertson up front that fucking uh, Miro Haskinen might be. Uh, you can make an argument he's the best D-man in the league, to be honest. Jake so, Ottinger is going to be one of the better goalies Jake in the Ottinger. league for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Ottinger is already a big one of the best. I think, in this series yep. is the goaltending. Ottinger yeah. versus uh, – because we brought Sweat, too. That guy, he was playing all their games. He got uh, a hip injury or Bra something, Sweat. right? Like, <laughs> Bra Bra Swa. 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 You didn't think he was going to start, though, right? It's Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill's their guy now, I think. After Brassois got injured, though. Too. Like Bersois was the like too. the first guy game one they started yeah, in round one. I like Aiden Hill. I think Aiden Hill's their best goalie, to be honest there. Maybe maybe I haven't watched much of uh Logan Thompson, but Aiden Hill is like really solid. Jonathan Quick uh doesn't scare me really if I'm Dallas. Um but I think uh, either way, like Ottinger Ottinger has a huge advantage as far as like goalie matchups go. Like if he if he plays well, they win that series, I think, to be honest. Mm. Uh, so that's comes back. and they're all yeah. I, they've got stud like their forwards are the forward lines are so deep. Um, so is Vegas, maybe, though. Like, dude, like Vegas has like Jack no, Eichel in the dude. fucking second line, dude. Like, <laughs> they, yeah. Vegas is sick, too. It's a B a GM team. They got Petrangelo and Shea Theodore and fucking Eichel and Stone and Carlson. And, like, they're is Stone back. Is Stone playing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought Stone came back for the playoffs. Yeah, I've seen him they, back. They, they yeah, I haven't so, watched much no, of fucking he's back. I didn't hear of him leaving. Like, He's yep. uh, and then yep. Eichel in playoff mode has been something else to watch too. That guy's fucking dangling. He's a, making people wipe out from his fucking toe drags and then sniping top shelf. Man, he's nasty. Oh, dude, you know Eichel just rips every type of beers from fucking IPAs to the nose beers too. Like in the <laughs> offseason, this guy's an absolute beauty, and you could just tell it just oozes out of him all the time. I love Jack Eichel, and I think it's sick that he's in Vegas. I bet you this guy's just runs Vegas when he's out there. Wait till he fucking wins the cup and then <laughs> see what, what he's saying, getting dude. into. <laughs> That'll be electric. When it comes to our uh, cup predictions, though, were, were any of us correct? Like, I know you got Dallas, so Stu's probably the closest out of us, I think. Or did you have I had Vegas you, at the start of the year? I had Vegas at the start of the year. I know, but I last, I pod, we, last pod, we made a prediction. Like, I, I had uh, Boston and Edmonton, which I'm fucking. <laughs> I, I must have said was. Rangers. I don't think I made a cup prediction. I thought we just did finals predictions. I don't know. I don't, but I might. I, like, I like the final Rangers, matchup. So. Yeah. The cup final matchup. Oh, yeah. It was Dallas Rangers. Yeah. Okay. And then DK at Vegas. Oh, uh, no, but I had Vegas at the start of the year. But I mean, last, last pod we did, I was saying the odds was Rangers to win the series at plus 100 and then Winnipeg to win the series over Vegas. I was like, I don't want to go against Vegas, but I love Winnipeg. I was sucking their dick all year. I got to fucking, yeah, I got to pick them. You, it you was a tough call. They looked fucking, horrible, right? Winnipeg. So I don't know if I said Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I don't you know, who, I, don't know who I said. I know like, I said Winnipeg to win that series for sure. I bet them, but I said it was my best bet. I was sucking their dick all year long and in the playoffs and they just, they fucked me. It yeah. was no good. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty I guess ugly. we're all out there. Yeah. And the whole team's getting fucking Dallas blown up. Sorry? That's probably the closest we got there. Your Dallas pick in the finals is probably the 
the closest we got there. Don't give your Winnipeg take. That's that's part of that's part of a game here. That's part of the game. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's I think uh, predictions. We do have a couple uh, other hockey topics, but I think we got to get to DK's game because we've been uh, talking about it here. So why don't we do that and then we'll get back to uh, just a couple more. Yeah, uh, bo- bonus episode on Patreon for the rest of it. <laughs> no, All right, so <laughs> I'm going to go 45-second timers for the boys, and then I'm just, I'll am just i give you maybe a couple extra seconds, but I'm, I'm just going to cut you off, go to the next one. This isn't an argument topic. This is literally just a I'm going to pick the guy. I'm going to tell him the scenario. You tell me in 45 seconds how you would answer this scenario. I'm going to start with you, Stu. You are Pierre Dorian. There's rumors flying around that Alex Dabrinkit has no like interest in signing at least until new ownership. But if he doesn't sign by the end of this year, he's a UFA. Um, And DJ Smith is the coach still. And I know Ottawa fans aren't too happy about DJ Smith still sticking around. You got 45 seconds to tell me as Pierre Dorian, how you are going about this off season. Go. I'm taking the absolute tie approach. I'm firing fucking the coach is gone. All right. To bring it. If he doesn't want to play for us, fuck him. And then we go heavy in fucking the free agent market. I think that's exactly what Ty would, would fucking almost suggest. Yeah. That's all right. right. That's not about right. There you go. <laughs> I mean, Four, I, seconds might have been too long. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that was just simple just because I fucking, I don't know. Like, I don't follow the senators very close, but I know Ty does. And if, if, if I'm going to trust anyone for the fucking senators take, I'm going to go with fucking, I'm just going to. I think Ty knows what he's talking about. He All watches right, it. I think the Brinkett will sign too. I nope, think the Brinkett will sign. This is this is that you're Kyle Dubas. You have plenty of <laughs> options, including testing the open market because you don't have a contract. That some of the teams that are available in terms of that need a GM is like Calgary, Pittsburgh. Like there's some good fucking options if you're Kyle Dubas out there where you don't have to return to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, how do you go about this offseason? with a Leafs team who's been the same core for eight years and just hasn't really stuck it. What do you do if you're Kyle Dubas? You got 45 seconds, go. Well, I, I'm probably looking at different teams to go be a GM for. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, Well, there's, yeah, yeah, there's two, op- two options right now of Calgary and Pittsburgh. Oh, like, and you're a free I'd be going agent Calgary all right? day. Calgary, I don't even know if Dubas is Canadian or not, but if he is Canadian, then you'd want to be in a Canadian market. I mean, if I'm Kyle Dubas, I'd want to be in a Canadian team. I'm Canadian. I don't know. Calgary. I'd be all over that. And then uh, if uh, is it even an option for him to stick his GM of the Leafs? Because if he's the GM yeah. of the Leafs. Oh, yeah. That's one of the options. Yep. Okay. In that case, we're blowing up the team. We're, we're either <laughs> moving Nylander or uh, we got to see what Matthews wants to do. Like this, how much money does that guy want? He might be a fucking movable piece too. I mean, we'd want to sign him, but uh, he's asking That's for fucking $20 million a year or something. All right, okay, I'm that. So that you per, you perfect caveat into me. I'm Austin Matthews. Okay, that was I a rough take. Sorry, I was kind of no, confused. dude, none at all. Uh, do I sign? Do I take a hometown discount? Do I wait it out and just wait till I get to UFA? I got 45 seconds. If I'm Austin Matthews, I'm walking into that fucking office and saying, "You fucking hand me a blank check, and I'll tell you how much I'll fucking make." I don't think he should take a hometown. If I'm him, I ain't taking a fucking hometown discount. I don't give a fuck. I'm one of the best players in the league. I want to make a shit ton of money, and I know that I'm in the mecca of hockey. I'm in the biggest market with the biggest stars and the fucking biggest, like the deepest pockets. 
I'm not taking a hometown discount. Am I signing? A hundred percent. I think he has to re-sign here. His only other team that he wants to go to is Arizona. He ain't playing in Mullet Arena. He ain't playing for Arizona, the joke of a fucking organization. If I'm Austin Matthews, I'm re-signing, but I ain't giving a discount, and I'm getting every fucking dollar that I'm owed. And now we go back to you, Stu. You're Don Sweeney, who's the GM of Boston. Your core is getting old. Krejci looked horrible in the playoffs. Bergeron kind of did this like sign-off thing. I don't know if you guys saw that. Like after mm. kind of like everyone gave yeah. him a hug. Um, do you retool? Do you rebuild? Do you just kind of keep it status quo? You're the GM of Boston. You got 45 seconds. Go. I, I'm retooling. I'm not rebuilding. No chance. That decor is so good. Um, I don't know who's a free agent right now, but to have McAvoy, Orlov, Lindholm, Grizzlick, uh, those are your top four D-men. Like, those guys are fuck. I mean, they don't play like, oh, like, that's not like your top four on the ice. Like, I think they spread them out among three pairings, but like, that's pretty solid. Might be the best in the league. Um, you're going to have to retool on forward a little bit. You know, there's some fucking options. I don't know how much money they have. I know a, a few guys there are on pretty team-friendly contracts. So it's just a retool for me. I think there's still, I mean, they're a record-breaking team, aren't they? Like, there's, Yep. Like losing Bergeron if he retires hurts. Um losing Krejci, like they already lost him for a year the other year. So I think uh yeah, I think that's an obvious retool. That's not that's that's not a rebuild. No chance. Hi. You are Connor Bedard. How do you turn this franchise in Chicago around? And what do you want the team to do to help you? Because as it sits right now, you're on a fucking island, brother. There's nobody there to help you. There ain't even a future other than you. What do you need in Chicago, and how do you turn this franchise around? Or do you pull the Eric Lindros? Do you even go there? Go. Yeah, Bedard's going there. I think uh, that's that's for sure. You know, he's getting drafted there, and then you're asking the GM to bring in uh, exactly what complements his his playing style. So, you know, I don't watch a ton of the junior games, but uh, I know there's probably certain players he's looking to have on his team and he should be demanding about it and say, this is how we're going to do it. Cause they're going to be building the team around him. And, uh, I think he's going to have a lot of say in, in the future of that. And then, uh, you got uh, Zaitsev there too, eh? Good mentor <laughs> for Bedard. I think, uh, I kind of <laughs> yeah. predicted him going to Chicago. I thought that might be a good fit for him. And uh, I awesome. think he's going to be like the next Patty Kane there. So could be even better. Could be even better. Can I just say, I don't want to interrupt your game, DK, but I, can I just say I, I wanted to mention the fucking trap lottery? That was just the worst thing of all time. I, I'll take it. I so broadcast, might, the I, broadcast I would, was I'm willing to hear people that think that's the most rigged thing in sports. And even if it's not, it's like, what, like, like, dude, Chicago is just the worst possible place you could have gotten, in my yeah. opinion. I agree with that completely. So. Maybe we'll touch on that right after. This is the last, this is the last thing. I am... Kevin Shevel day off of the fucking Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> There's a lot of rumors that Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's already said he ain't fucking coming back next year. He wants to go to Montreal and wants to play in Montreal. And after this year, he's a UFA. So you got to fucking get something for him. They just, I don't know what they have just ain't it. So if I'm Kevin Shevel day off, I'm fucking shipping PLD to Montreal. I'm giving him what he wants. Give me some shit, Montreal. Give me a cold coffee. Give me a Suzuki. Give me fucking someone big That's off your happened. goddamn roster. It'll Shut be a up. Pick. It's I'm Kevin Shevel Day off. You're not. <laughs> I'm Kevin Shevel Day off. I'm getting rid of PLD. I'm probably getting rid of Mark Shifley. I'm probably getting rid of Blake Wheeler. 
I'm probably getting rid of Nikolai Ehlers. If I'm going to build a team and retool, I'm keeping Hellebuck. I'm keeping Kyle Connor. I'm keeping Josh Morrissey. I'm keeping Cole Perfetti. And I'm kind of just trying to get the boys back in order because they're not shitty, but they're not great. And if you re if, like, it, it's a weird situation in Winnipeg, but I'm getting rid of four fucking of the big boys in the core and I'm retooling and I'm going back at it with Hellebuck and net. That's what I do as a Winnipeg Jets. Sorry, Stu, I had to shut you up. I was Kevin Shevel day off. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you right, didn't. That want... was the game. That was the game. Can I? I, can I, uh, I like that game. I was kind of shit argue at it, or, I, like... <laughs> or, I know you didn't want to argue each other's takes, but it can, can I just uh, just provide some like insight on the fucking yep. my yep. thoughts on the fucking Winnipeg situation? I think mm-hmm. Hellebuck's gone. To be honest, I've been hearing things saying that he's all but gone. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. Not interested in playing in Winnipeg play? again. Uh, yeah, that's a team that's going to get blown up for sure. Uh, and- Wheeler, Wheeler, and Shifley, as far as I know, um, are cancers in the room. Realistically. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about fuck. I think Shifley not swearing is just some fucking bullshit fucking facade. I think he's actually a bit of a fucking donkey because him and him and fucking Wheeler are the guys that drove Line out by all accounts out of Winnipeg, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm so, hearing shit about that. Yeah, and they're yeah. both they're going to be gone anyways. Dubois is also seems like a bit of a diva considering what happened to him in Columbus. <laughs> Just the type of dude, but he he'll look good in Montreal. If he goes to Montreal, it's a pick. It's one of their first round picks that are coming back. There's no way Montreal gives up Suzuki and Caulfield. I, I I don't I don't disagree with that at all. I'm gonna give a little take and then you can give your senators take. I said this before the pot on the Leafs. If I'm the Leafs, like you would have to pay me a legitimate gazillion fucking dollars to take the position of GM of the Leafs right now. This is the first season that I've watched the team where the season end and I have no fucking clue what I would do. I just, you're too good to rebuild. Who the fuck do you trade? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I do as a Leafs GM. Ty, what would you do as Pierre Dorian? Give your little fucking, give your little spiel because I didn't ask you in the game. Yeah, well, like when it comes to Debrinket, I'm probably offering him. It's tough because I think he wants $9 million, right? But then you got Jimmy Stu getting less than that. And I think Jimmy Stu has got a bigger ceiling. So I'd offer him like the same as Jimmy Stu. And if he turns that down, then we might have a problem. But, uh, <laughs> That's what, I don't know if he's done that or not yet. So that's what I would do. They said they offered him contracts, but he said he, he wasn't going to accept until new ownership came in or he was just kind of going to play it out or something. Like That's what that's Dorian what said is. in that press conference yeah. after. So I I really don't that's know. That's what it is. Speaking of new ownership, Snoop Dogg's the fucking front runner to buy the team right now. Reynolds Ryan Reynolds backed Dogg's, out, yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's the, he's with, I can't remember the group he's with. But uh, that's like the front runner to buy the team and the, the all the bids are in. I think today was the deadline and we're going to know uh, – at the end of June, I think maybe okay. it's the start of July, somewhere around there. We're going to find out who the new owner is and then go from there. But um, yeah, if I'm Dorian, I'm, I'm trying to get the Brinkett to stay as much as you can, because you don't come across 40 goal scores at that age. No. <laughs> like to pick him up for picks. I mean, that's Dorian's boy. He picked him up for fucking doing a be a GM NHL 21 on rookie mode. Fucking trade. Yeah. So I, I want to keep on, the Brinkett. Yeah. <laughs> you do everything you can, but if you really doesn't want to be there, then like uh, Stu said, you go, we will have free agent market, but uh, I want to go back to the Leafs for a second here. Cause when you asked me the Dubas thing, I was kind of confused on the question. If I'm like thinking, which My team fault. do I want to uh, be a GM for? Or if I'm staying with the Leafs, what do I do? I want to ask you if Dubas stays as the GM of the Leafs. I think you said you kind of, you wouldn't do it if you got paid a billion dollars. So you maybe are unsure about this, but if Matthews walks in there and he, he says, I want this amount, and it's like an outrageous amount, the highest paid player in the NHL. 
you got to move someone, right? Like a Nylander or uh, one of these yeah. big contracts, probably, right? I think. I don't know the, the yeah. depth or the, the money situation, but who's the guy that uh, has to go, in your opinion? So I'm going to go first or, and I'll let Stu disagree because I, I know that he, he's going to. So in my first off, I will say, I said this at the trade deadline. I think Kyle Dubas earned an extension. I think he did everything like at the trade deadline and pre like whatever else, because like to put that team in as best as he could, like place he could put it in. So I think Dubas deserves an extension. He should get one. Um, yeah. I think Matthews, like I said, I think it's going to be a blank check situation for the Leafs. Like if you let Austin Matthews walk and, and he doesn't get anything like the fucking Scotiabank arena will burn to the fucking ground. I'll tell you that right now. Toronto will riot if you let Matthews leave. So it'll be a blank check. That's the thing. Like I he's still going to stay, but you're going to pay him an outrageous amount. And then you got to move someone so like a Nylander. This, or he'll be well, the highest see, this paid is player why in the league. He, sure. he will yeah. be for sure. And I think he, he kind of deserves it at this point because McDavid will get it two years later, but it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. Here's why I don't want to be a, a, the GM of the Leafs, the guy that you have to get rid of. And I, and, and this is not me saying I want to fucking do this is probably fucking Marner. Like nobody's going to take Tavares's contract because of how old he is and how much, and you don't want to retain salary. Nylander's actually kind of fucking on a, on a very good deal for a guy who had like 82 points yeah. this year and, and whatever else. And I just, I don't want to do this, but like, what could you get for Marner? Like maybe a top three defenseman, maybe a fucking top six forward. And a I feel like Marner I might be know. worth more than Matthews though. And like, I know, but the amount he produces, the, the I don't want to do it. That's does. what I'm saying. I just think he's kind of like the guy to go. I don't want that to happen at all. That's why I said it would. Yeah. You, you'd have to pay me a gazillion dollars because you're gonna have to make one of the toughest decisions. It's gonna piss a lot of fucking fans off. I don't know what you think, Stu. Who would be the odd man out to actually do it? But uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. It might be like. I have a feeling it's just gonna be a very top heavy team until the Tavares contract expires. To be might honest, be, yeah, they might, they might just keep it and then just you're have right. like some thin defense and you're right Justin if you're Hall looking for <laughs> if you're looking to fucking free up a ton of cap room, um, without lo- like if you're trying to free up like seven million dollars plus without losing or w- while keeping the a same amount of value or the keeping as much value as you can. Yeah. The only player to go is Marner, to be honest, which sounds horrible because he's such a great player, but it's like, yeah, yeah it's I can't like, see them doing that. Right. So it's probably yeah, exactly. that so core I think it's and they're top, probably going to be, yeah, it's, a the, top it's going to be back, uh, almost the same thing. I just, with the, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just, I threw that out there. It's not like I had to put the caveat and this isn't what I want to happen. But like, if you're looking at it logically, it'd be like, okay, you trade Marner for two guys that are maybe making what 6.5 or seven total. So you free up four or five mil of cap space and, you get two guys and a pro- I don't really know, right? Some like it's really it's yeah. it's a tough fucking situation for the Leafs. I like I said, gazillion dollars. I don't know if I'm taking that job because I yeah, think you that decision could burn the fucking <laughs> like it could burn the fucking Toronto to the ground. Like they'll riot if certain yeah. things yeah. happen. I think like well, and what that's if, a, if Dubas sticks around too. There's already people that hate him, right? Like I know some people will love him and back him up. There's also people that are out there that are like because this guy out here last year, you know. So if he does some move that pisses him off even more, it's gonna be really burning to the ground, kind of. Shit. If you're a real Leafs fan, you you respect what Kyle Dubas did this year, especially at the yeah. deadline, especially with the Jake McCabe stuff and blah, blah blah. Like we have Jake McCabe for two more years at two mil a year of cap. I saw like, people in Maple Leaf Square with signs like extend Dubas and shit. Like I think the yeah. majority of the fans are on his side in a way. He earned but it. Then he earned it. You got to do something though. Then you get rid of Keith. Like I was saying, I didn't really notice him I, messing up much. But then again, he was no, playing dude. Justin Hall a lot. He didn't challenge the yeah, play at the dude, end. Justin but, Hall playing in overtime in the fucking game five there. That's like DJ Smith playing Zaitsev. So 
Maybe it'll be back. <laughs> I have a dude in a playoff situation. I couldn't believe he was out there. It was insane. Oh, I remember yeah. when Winnipeg went to who did Winnipeg beat? It might have been Edmonton in the bubble year, I think it was. Uh and they were in like game seven overtime or game five overtime, whatever the fuck like that those they did like those weird series and shit. They're playing Edmonton, I'm pretty sure. That's all I know. And it went to overtime in Edmonton. Maybe it was like a fucking decided game. But uh if Edmonton lost, they were for sure out. It was an elimination game for Edmonton, and they ended up losing. But Ethan Bear, I remember for Edmonton, didn't play the entire overtime. And this was like a double overtime game or something. All the other guys played like fucking 35 minutes and fucking some, or more than that, like 40 minutes. I think Darnell Nurse played like a crazy amount. And he just would not play Ethan Bear in overtime. And sometimes that's what you got to do. It fucking sucks to be the guy on the fucking bench in that situation. But dude, Justin Hall did not belong on that ice. Well, I'll just say that yeah. he almost and he and he fucked up like noticeably fucked up like every single shift at least once. I don't know if you guys caught that. I, yeah. Oh yeah. A, a, especially against Tampa, he looked horrible. Here's my last take on the Leafs because I know we're just fucking beating a dead horse here. It's been eight years with this core that they've been in the playoffs. They've already changed the coach once, and I thought Keith's decision in Game Six there in Tampa um, to go eleven and seven and and ride the fucking the forwards like the big boys like all like and have Matthews and Marner all playing like 24 25 minutes. I thought that was a great call. I just don't think it's mm. a coaching problem. I think it's a yeah. core problem, but your core is also really fucking good. So this is what I'm saying. I'm, at a, I'm in a dilemma. Got, I don't like it. I think keeps I think I don't know. I don't think If Dubis goes, like Keith goes for sure. If Dubis is gone, Keith's gone Dubis for sure, will, but if Dubis stays, yeah. Keith stays. Like you know what I'm saying? They're so? trying, I think they're yeah, I think they're a package deal. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. I don't like, I don't think Keefe's the guy for the fucking job, to be honest. I wouldn't be shocked if you see Keefe like, go and Duba stay, honestly. That's I what think I, it, I think that's the best case scenario. Yeah, that might be. I don't like, I'm move. not a big fan of Keefe, dude, like him. There, there's Justin Hall decisions. You can't keep fucking giving him the pass on that one, all right? That was That's just like an DJ shambles. out there. This guy still has his job. We keep <laughs> giving him the pass. Oh, he didn't do it too bad. Buddy, it, it, the fucking bunting so when bunting came back from suspension and they cut and he sat him out an extra game was just the wildest thing to me as well. Um, a hindsight's twenty twenty on that. I agreed with it at first. I was like, you just won fucking three in a row. Why yeah, but they got bring, blitzed. They got blitzed in? all game. I know, but that's what it I'm saying. A game that they, it wasn't a game that they should have won. But I couldn't my, believe it when he kept bunting out. I couldn't, my thing couldn't is, so it. so when you say you're giving Keith a pass, so you're giving the players a pass for the eighth year in a row, and you're going to get rid of Keith. I blame well, the, the players, players more than I don't anything. Know. The, play, the, the players, players are dude, no, no, no. The core players have been the same. It's been, it's been Riley, it's been Marner, it's been Tavares, it's been Nylander, it's been Matthews. It, the core players oh, that have been yeah. there for eight years in a row oh, have been that. the exact same. You can't give them if you, you can't give them a pass for the ninth year, but then fire Keith, even though we well, fired what, Babcock what are you and do? we fired. Like that's what I'm saying. You dude, can't. But that's you can't get Marner, trade Marner, trade one of them. You got to fucking. Get rid yeah. of one of those big four guys and build and your decor up or something. It's it's there's two options of yeah. who to get rid of because people aren't taking Tavares and you're not trading Matthews, so it's either Marner or Nylander or Riley, I guess. But I don't fucking Riley did unreal. I liked Riley a I, lot. I, so did I. So did I. But I'm saying like that's the other. That's the only other guy that's been you there can't that do long. That, I don't I'm fucking just, know. Riley, I know, yeah, dude. Riley this is what I'm saying. This playoffs. is a dilemma. The, more than the, the only, other boys here. The only option to really shake things up is to ch- is to change the coach, and I'm not. A f- I don't think fucking Keith had like a good performance by any means. Like maybe he didn't have a fucking brutal performance, and it, like I don't think he's been a great coach to be honest. 
I don't think Mitch Marner was great in the playoffs. Sure. I know he, he had a lot of fucking points. I don't think you win a lot of playoff games with Mitch Marner out there. He yeah, doesn't that play that playoff bad, style yeah. hockey. He's had that a lot of turnovers. Bad. There was a lot of True. times he wasn't going in corners and he looked scared. Um, that's yeah, just but my, how, how do you I just disagree with you on Keith? I don't know how the fuck you what you do here. This is what I'm saying. I'm in a pickle. I've been in a <laughs> mental pretzel since they got beat out because I'm like, what the fuck do we do? Keith like, is what do we do? Yeah, so when it comes down to that, wouldn't keep firing, letting go, like replacing the coach fucking be an obvious fucking choice then? Yeah, but wouldn't getting rid of Marner, who's been there eight years in a row, doing That's this same shit? That's not choice. You can't get it's a guy that makes eleven. You have to move the contract. You got to, You have to make money work on both sides. People like Marner too much. Like Keith, you, no one really cares about Keith. Like, I know, get but rid of him, be Keith like, okay, easy. That's an easy move. Most points in franchise gotta, history. Too, the Leafs. Like, they got to make a tough decision. They got to do the tough deal. move yes. instead of taking yep. the easy move. They always take the easy move. Get a new coach. That's we'll bring the easy in a move. Is, yes, the yeah. easy move is firing the coach and just being like, "That's the tough fault. move." You got to shake things it up. Hasn't you know, happened, they've Re-tool. never done that. They fired Calgary, Florida. Do a the Florida trade. Anything. Bring in a Kachuk. It wasn't bring for the like, playoff though. It was for it was for the Marner whole fucking allegations of him being like a toxic coach. No, they sucked. They sucked at that point when they fired. Like they they got rid of like you know what I mean. Like the Babcock. But it wasn't Columbus is talking about. He had made the playoffs twice. Babcock had made the playoffs twice with the Leafs and then got fired. That Keith has now three or four times and he hasn't. And Marner and Matthews and Nylander and Riley have eight, going on nine. Like, this is what I'm saying, dude. There's no right answer here. There's no right answer, and I yeah. don't know what the fuck they're going to do. And I don't <laughs> want to keep harping on the Leafs because it's like, we're just those guys that are just fucking. Yeah, move on the from Leafs. the Leafs. I, I had to yeah, do, though. I had, I had to get your takes because it's, been, about, it's uh, been a while since we did one of these, but we can move on to our, our next topic. Let's no, hold up. Do well, you I, got- yeah, it was the, the draft lottery. I just want to get your thoughts. I wanted to hear your thought, Ty, because you said you, you liked him going to Chicago, and I get it's like an original six team in the history. That's why like you it, wanted yeah. to go to D- – yeah, and I assume that's why. But like realistically – I also like, want them to like kind the of – like they've had a lot of shit going on in Chicago the last few years that's uh, made them look like a really fucking horrible franchise. Yeah, and which I is think just like why are you getting rewarded of, with the best – Keep fucking- Bedard out of the fucking film room. That's all I'm going to say about Chicago. <laughs> keep him out of those fat fucking film room. I've heard yeah, stories. Yeah, that's bad. I think he's I think- exactly what they needed because if they didn't bring in a guy like that and they Buddy, just continue they to shit the they can get. Yeah, dude, I don't well, like. That was the perfect thing to bring that original six team back into uh, the spotlight and bring them like back I know, into that's uh, why being a competitive more, team. That's why it makes. That's why I'm like. That's why I'm willing to hear the fucking rigs conversation because it's like they just went through all these allegations and then they're just fucking brutal. They need to be saved somehow. And what really pissed me off is that they were the only team that blatantly tanked for this pick and they fucking got it. Yeah, putting Zaitsev on center. Anaheim <laughs> ran out like a decent roster, and they tried. You know what I'm saying? Montreal kind of has been. Tanking. Columbus tried, ran into some issues, goaltending issues, injuries. They traded away Corpusalo. They traded away their goalie. No, well, Merzlikins was the starter. Yeah, well, obviously no, but I'm saying before the season even started, Chicago had traded Kirby Doc. They traded fucking oh, Chicago's uh, the worst organization. The they're, they're up there with Arizona. Fucking garbage. They were organization. trying to get rid garbage of Kane. Couldn't make Kane happen until the deadline, and now and then Taves was injured all year, and then they they didn't want to bring him back, and then fucking, and then I wish Kane stayed. Now that they have Bedard, imagine those guys nah. playing together. What a mentor that would be. He'd go back. He's a free it agent. Was, I don't know. Maybe. It just it just fucking sucked to me. And and then and then when watching the lottery, did, did you guys see the like Kevin Weeks thing when he was like commentating, and then he said uh, when it was going to commercial break, dude, I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Columbus like, got like the third fourth, or whatever. Yeah, they show the fourth pick, and then they're and then Kevin Weeks is like. Now with Columbus moving down, moving down to third place, it's between 
Chicago and Anaheim for the first overall pick as he had some commercial shown break, it, and they yeah, haven't yeah. even revealed the third overall but pick yet. You, you could also that, say, though, if it's rigged, like it was rigged when the Leafs got fucking Matthews, too. Like, we probably, tanked all year. We put the worst fucking, fucking and we're the mecca of hockey, and Matthews is there, and it's like, yeah, oh, I don't, think it's like, I don't think it's rigged either, but like, I, I just feel think like someone would have well, why, found out already. There would I think have been Montreal makes there. more money for the league than Chicago. Why like, would One time they did the draft lottery with fucking bingo balls in the machine where they were yep. flying around and one popped up like i guess they could have rigged it and put magnets in it or something but like i don't know it doesn't seem that seemed pretty uh fair to know. me <laughs> i fucking hate the draft lottery i i hate when we were in it all those years it's like i hate that i'm excited to fucking hope to get the first overall pick like we're just garbage like we suck Oilers i don't want to be excited like four for years this. in a row remember that when <laughs> oilers got like the russian guy <laughs> was there like, what was his name uh the like, yeah, 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 Pop- Pop- and hall they were trying to give uh, give edmonton gretzky again for like five years and then they finally <laughs> finally worked eh? <laughs> yeah literally then and then the Leafs are fucking dog shit for too long, and they're like, "Oh, we got to give these guys fucking Matthews. Matthews. He looks pretty yeah. good." And now <laughs> yeah. it's like, now it's like, "Oh, Chicago has these shit. We need Chicago to be good again because they're a fucking, they're a big hockey market." And that's how it works in the standings, money. though. They're all the bottom teams in the league, right? Like nobody wants to go to I don't Chicago because right. they're so bad, and so we need to give them Bedard so people want to go there again. Fucking, <laughs> if I'm let's Bedard, I'm Lindros. I'm fucking Lindros, and if I'm to be honest, yeah, that. dude, honestly, I am, dude. I don't know if you can anymore. Like, it's a fucking I don't know tough if you thing can to do. Either. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I don't know if you can either. It's not a good way to start your career. People are like, this guy's you a won't cancer. Do it. But I like, would give him. He's, he's yeah, already said in interviews and stuff. We talked about this some pod before, where he's like, I'm happy to go anywhere. He wouldn't like he. We already talked about this. He might have cared in the back of his head and to his buddies and saying yeah. shit, but I can't see him going out there and turning any team down. Yeah. I wish. He's I wish too, he does. He's too happy I hope to be he there. They just show him and they call his name and he's just sitting in his chair still and it just does. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be. They deserve it too. They would deserve it too after all the shit they were covering up and stuff. They do deserve it. Honestly, right, but, yeah. uh, it's the worst thing ever, dude. Couldn't believe it. I was fucking pissed. I knew it was gonna yeah. happen too. Anaheim yeah. would have been cool. Although yeah, I think so too. Really him and Zegers on a line together. Even. Jeez. Yeah, Columbus and, with and like Line A and Goudreau. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, the uh, cannon would have never. The cannon would have never stopped. Line A doesn't impress me anymore, really doesn't do yeah, he's a shooter he's just a shooter he's just yeah, a guy yeah. out there <laughs> and then nice. goudreau goudreau i don't know he's good but fuck he went to columbus we'll move on like here though idiot. we'll move on here yeah, we, sorry we, we, keep talk, going. we talked a lot about hockey and uh i got uh a bit on ufc here and we'll just i can make this real quick too because i know we got uh time taken away on us here but uh when it comes to ufc i know we got a couple of fight nights before ufc 289 in vancouver but Nothing too crazy coming up that, uh, you know, really piqued my interest. So I don't think I'll talk about that too much today. I'll still put uh, my picks out on Saturday for uh, the whole card. But uh, I thought today we could just take a look at UFC 289, kind of uh, make some predictions, and then we'll do a deep dive when we get closer to this in a couple of weeks. And I'll make this quick. So I'll just go over the main card, give you picks. And as it stands right now, opening that main card, we got Mark Andre Barrio versus Eric Anders. And I'm biased, so I'm going with the Canadian in that one. Uh, after that, we got Nate Landour versus Dan Ige. As much as I don't like uh, Nate on the mic there, he's a great fighter, so I'm going with him. After that, Mike Malott. We love this guy. Of course, I'm going with Mike Malott. He's fighting uh, Fujit. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It looks like it says Fugget. His last name looks like it says Fugget. <laughs> That's definitely not farm. how you pronounce it. Betting the farm on yeah, Malott. Farm on that one. And then the main event. Actually, this is a co-main. Charles Oliveira and uh, Benel Dariush. Going to be a derby. Got Oliveira, though, in that one, winning by finish, and I think it's going to be by submission just because I don't think uh, Darius is a guy you, you want to stand and bang with. So I think uh, Oliveira takes it to the ground, gets a, gets a choke or something like that. 
maybe an arm bar, something along those lines. And then main event, Nunez versus Aldana. I got to go with uh, Nunez for that one. She's the Bantamweight, uh, women's Bantamweight GOAT. And uh, I've only bet against her once. It ended up paying off for me. But I think this time, uh, Nunez is going to show why she's the GOAT. Any predictions for you guys, from you guys on uh, UFC 289 in Vancouver? I don't have no. any, but I do want to ask you a question about yeah. the signing that happened, I think, today in MMA world, if you're willing to move on from UFC. Because it's yeah. kind of UFC. Ngannou? Is this the Ngannou news? This is. And the only thing that I want to ask is like, so he was asking for X amount and like ownership and fucking company and whatever else. And I, he signed today and they said that his his debut isn't expected until 2024. He fought in January of 2022 and March of 2021. So if you're talking, by the time he steps in the octagon in 2024, he's had, what, two fights in the last fucking four or four or five years. Like, is it, like, is he not going to be irrelevant by then, kind of, especially in PFL? Like, I don't know how good PFL is, so you're going to have to explain and break down this fucking signing. Oh, well. When it comes to PFL, I don't follow it a ton. I know Jake Paul signed over there, too. Like, they're making moves to bring people in. I watched the one championship even more than I watched PFL though. So I don't know what, uh, I think, you know, why he went with this move is because they gave him everything he wanted. He probably went to every fucking MMA organization. And if they said no to anything he said, then he was like, okay, I'm going somewhere else. And these guys, they gave him a contract here. The deal includes seven figures plus per fight. Pay-per-view b- bonuses on top of that. Uh, he can box or he can do MMA. He's also going to be the chairman of PFL Africa. So they're going to work on probably getting events down there. And he's going to be like the main guy organizing that shit. And his opponents get 2 million guaranteed per fight. So this guy, he can fight one more time in his life. And he's set for his entire life. And his family's set for their entire life. So, I mean. He already was too. They said he was the highest paid UFC was, guy yeah, at some point there, right? Like, and he could have went and boxed like Tyson Fury. And I think made a shit ton of money too. Like, I think they said he's still going to possibly do that. Um, I think maybe the the deciding factor was like getting on the, the chair there for uh, PFL Africa and all that. Like, I think he wants to make it. He wants to change fighter pay for all future fighters and stuff. Like, he's going to really kind of be in the, the I don't even know, like the discussions when it comes to fighter pay and all that. And I, actually, I don't know what his goal even is here. Like, it seems like he doesn't even saying. care about the fighting as much. You know, like he's not fighting for years. He just wants to get paid and he wants to uh, make sure other fighters get paid too or something like that. But uh, what I wish happened was he went to bare knuckle boxing or something like that. Cause I was watching uh BKFC Rockhold. a couple of weekends ago. I don't know if you tuned in for that at all, but uh, they had Mike Perry and Luke Rockhold fighting. Yep. What a derby that was fucking. What was his uh, Rockhold's uh, fucking teeth are all chipped out of his mouth and he's fucking all beat up. He basically gave up in that fight because his teeth were fucking falling out of his head. And then he after that fight, times. Mike Rockhold's Perry was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, he's, I'm surprised he even fucking didn't get knocked out because his chin, I thought, was gone, but he was eating shots. He kind of just gave up from the, the teeth being knocked out and all that. Mike Perry's just a fucking animal in there. And then Conor McGregor's in the crowd, pulls Conor McGregor into the squared circle, and they're doing a face-off. And I think that might be the first time McGregor's been in the squared circle, but I think uh, I have a feeling that won't be his last. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Chandler kicks his ass or something and he goes looking for a for a BKFC fight or something like that, or a pay, big pay-per-view boxing match or something like that. And I think BKFC could be where he goes. Maybe against Diaz. Maybe the final trilogy, of the Diaz fight will be a BKFC. I wouldn't be shocked. Actually, no, I'd be UFC for sure for that. But I really am excited to see uh, the future of BKFC. And it'll be interesting what happens with Ngani too, but we got to wait fucking three years for that or a couple of years or whatever the fuck you said there. <laughs> 
Stu, you have something to say? Yeah, you were you. I know you've been watching. You've been on the BKFC way for a long time now, and and I always thought when yeah. you were like gassing it up that it was just like a little bit like amateur. Like it was a lot of fucking a lot of guys that Legit. are just like it, it almost seemed like some like rough and rowdy shit, but like not but a little bit more serious but like it was still like a little bit like amateur to me but uh but now like i look at i i don't know much about rockle but I, I, everything i've heard about him he's a bit of a fucking loser uh yep fucking right you know, <laughs> and, and then uh but who, where is perry from like is he was he a fucking ufc fighter he's a ufc guy yeah, yeah he, he was, was a ufc guy okay so then that makes sense i like i know rockle was and like i, I just couldn't See, that's just me being a casual. But then, who else was fighting? Was it like Eddie Alvarez or something? Who is not Eddie? Who, uh, who was Chad Mendez. Chad Mendez versus someone, wasn't it? Who was? Yeah, uh, who was looked in the corner? The guy was like, who the, who the fuck is that guy? No, that was Jeremy <laughs> Stevens. That was Jeremy Stevens. Oh. That was the who the fuck is that guy? I think that he's was, in DKFC too. I might be getting a mixed well, up see, then with Mendez. Who? Okay, wait, who is? Who is? Sorry, DK. Who is the guy that like looked in the corner for and like gave like gave like oh, a hand signal to uh, McGregor or something? Who was that? Was it Barbosa or something? No, Barbosa is uh, in the UFC. You're right. Alvarez I saw Mendes. this too. Was what? it Alvarez and uh, Mendes? Was Eddie Alvarez? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. so yeah, they, they got some fucking like serious fucking guys in there now. So now I'm like, fuck. Like, it, 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 I think for me, it was just like the fucking thought of just fighting open hand just seems so Dude. like bar fight shit to me that it's like, I can't take it serious. But now like I love it, some, it's a lot of guys, a lot of dogs out there that are just willing to fucking throw for their life on the line. It's like violence, dude. I They're can't out there believe just it, fucking dude. I can't believe it. Telling you, like, fucking lives. Like, how, well, dude, dude, they I'm got, like, like, fucking medical teams on fucking standby? They like, what? They, dude, they have Someone, to. Someone, there was a guy that died in BKFC, dude. They got, <laughs> he got knocked dude, out. Obviously, dude, probably. He dropped and they, they, that, that won't be the last time. That won't be yeah, the last no, time. Man. Not, you gotta have no. a fucking tough stomach to watch a whole BKFC card. Like I've watched a couple <laughs> fights and it's like this is fucked up. Like this feels illegal yeah, exactly. to watch. Like that guy's face yeah, is yeah, sideways. Dude. Like this is no good. Like yeah, if I really fucked up. It's on uh it's on YouTube. I don't think they put all of it out there because it wouldn't be allowed, but it's called King of the Streets, and anything's legal. Eye gouges, head kicks when I've the opponent's that. down. Fucking anything you yeah, want, you're allowed to do. It. I can't lie, I pass on that. It's, it's absurd. <laughs> you think DKFC is that's bad, like some though. fucking Check like that. that's like some fucking tribal shit. That's some like uh, dude. They're fighting in like a parking garage. Like the ground is concrete. So he's get knocked out, smoke their head off the ground, and it's the old Kimbo Slice thing, eh? The old Kimbo Slice Jorge Masvidal where they came up. Yeah, DKFC is like fucking light work compared to that shit. <laughs> but DKFC, <laughs> you're right. It's fucking it's violent. There's another uh, card this Friday, I believe. Is it the 19th this Friday? Yeah, I think it is. What so, about Diaz Paul? To that one. Diaz Any, Paul, that's a good change? point. Anything changed from last time we talked? I think I think we had a heated uh, debate about Diaz Paul or something last time about pay-per-view yeah. buys or some shit. But, I mean, like, I, they had a press conference. That's the only reason why I'm asking. I don't know if it, you guys saw it or watched highlights or whatever. I haven't been <laughs> yeah, following. It's... The only thing I saw was Diaz choked out the, the lookalike of yeah. Logan Paul. Do you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Poked him out in like a bar fight or like outside on the street, outside a bar and fucking, I don't know. I think Diaz got uh, charged for that yeah. shit. But Stu, you said to, you uh, did watch some of the highlights of the press conference. And if you did answer me this, Diaz is just walking CTE. 
That guy can barely talk. Yeah, he stutters. Dude, he mumbles. Yeah, he's he's just a good, walking CTE. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, yeah, true. That is I don't true. think it's CTE. I think he was just stupid to begin with. Like he was a bit of an airhead to begin with, to be honest. But like, yeah. Man, when he's, he's talking to McGregor in that interview and he mentions like a gazelle. Or yeah. And he's like, what is it? We don't, not, we, no one we're in America. That is. Yeah. American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was he funny. Was, he was always like, kind he, of that way. He almost like for me, like I know people love him, but like for me, I like, I just can't like take it. Like, dude, like. He he can't like for me it's impossible for him to ever win like a press conference or a debate of some sort. Oh no, like, I think yeah. He's always on the losing end, and I can't like it's just it's almost embarrassing to watch sometimes. Oh, yeah. and there's he no like they the walk, talked though. about. He I was gonna say he does like he's not afraid to throw down, but he was on like Ariel Hawani one year, and they were like he's had two years with like a speech coach trying to help him, and he's on there, and he still sounds the exact same. It was like, <laughs> hey, save your money, brother. Like this is a lost yeah. cause. Like you can't fucking speak, man. Like. Nobody can understand yeah. you. Relax. <laughs> I know. It's almost like not even worth fucking like showing up to the press conference for that guy. Like that gazelle thing. What? It wasn't just that. Like McGregor actually fucking like dummied this guy before the fight even happened. Like it was just like fucking. I know, but like, then Nate dropped it's impossible. Classic. Even if I'm you not think surprised. like. <laughs> Fair. Like. He beat him, and then like yeah, like you said, like McGregor walked everyone. Like Floyd Mayweather, like he walked him, like. Like I remember, yeah, at like, least Floyd's like not like at least Floyd's like not like fucking like he can't autistic. even read. Yeah, he can't <laughs> even read, dude. Floyd can't even read. Yeah, McGregor's chirping through his backpack, and he's like, "Why no, you got like, a fucking school bag?" Got a school bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at least he can oh, talk. Though. At least he can talk, yeah. and he doesn't sound like he's in like locally developed like fucking or like that <laughs> actually worse. Yeah, he reads that. at Way a grade three that. level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he talks I mean. at a grade three level. Yeah. Fuck. I just said like four things that are probably get canceled here. But that's okay. but, <laughs> I uh, agree with all of them. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah them. At least so like Floyd down. can just like bring up some energy and start yelling and like fucking kind of get like the dumb people on his side and think he's winning that. But like fucking, but like there's no saving Nate Diaz. It's like this guy shouldn't be allowed to speak on TV, man. Like it's just yeah. like, <laughs> like no, nah, he just he lets it all out. In the, didn't he in the call? Octagon. Didn't he call? Who was he on? Like uh, off the record or something with like Michael Landsberg way back in the day, and he was like calling Canadian socialists. Was that was that Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz? Or I think someone? that was. I think that was Chael Sonnen, wasn't it? Wasn't was that it Chael, Chael Sonnen? Yeah. Somebody's like, "This is America, motherfucker!" What the fuck? He's like, it was like kind of fucking jokes, but like also just I heard like, Joe Rogan talk about that. I'm not too sure about neither uh, of the other guys here though. Yeah, I love it when Americans talk like they fucking know about Canada, like they learned anything about us ever. And then they're just like, here's my opinion on Canada. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, even if it's Joe Rogan, like, shut up, Joe. Like, the streeter interviews where they're going around asking people like trivia about Canada and it's just hilarious. They don't know. Oh, yeah, they're asking like, Americans about America. It's even more embarrassing. These guys are like, did you hear that? Uh, did you hear that? Um, John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy was uh, assassinated or was killed or something or passed away from natural causes or something last night. How does that make you feel? And they're like, oh, what? No way. Yeah. And they're like, what do you think of him? And they're like, oh, he's a great guy and shit like that. They don't know anything, dude. It's crazy. Or like the one guy, there's, shooter. there's this one guy that's like uh, walks around with like gold coins and shit, like real like gold ounce gold coins. And then he'll be like, he'll be like, uh, you can have this or the $10 and shit. It's just people that are just like stupid or something. Or I'll just offer and be like, nah, I don't want I'm good. I'll just take the $10. They must just, just pick the worst neighborhoods to go for that. Like, I just go to a really fucking No, nah, they're on like, he's in like nice neighborhoods. <laughs> he's like on beaches. He's at like, he's in like LA and shit. Anyways, fucking that's just so off topic. Uh, um, what's yeah, next? Yeah, well, we can I, move on to our, ne- our next topic was uh, a couple ones we can quick fire here. It was NBA and then MLB. And uh, I haven't really been following 
NBA playoffs, but no, you guys Not tune in from time man. to time. I tune uh, in time to time, but like I haven't really been following. I just I I had the the Nuggets are who I want to win right from the start, and they look pretty solid. So uh, Celtic, Ty, we like the, the Celtics. Why do we like the Celtics? These are the balls. <laughs> the reason why we like the Celtics. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right. Funny. That's about as far as I know about basketball, man. That's about as far as but, I'm willing to take it for basketball. I don't, I'm yeah. Wait, no way. I wanted to ask you guys. What, did you see the John Morant thing? Yeah, guys are fucking. We had an dude. absolute rant about this, and like, absolutely, we just cooked them. I, I don't know if you were there for that one, Ty. That might have been just me and you, DK, and yeah. we were just going crazy on Jabba Rant when it happened. Like, it felt like fucking a month and a half or two months ago. He was getting suspended and shit. There was like four story. There was like a story of him like flashing a gun on a sixteen year old at like a fucking LA fitness drop in or something, and then he was yep. on a strip club like waving a gun and shit. And then there's just clips of him like trying to be a gangster way too hard, uh, and then he got suspended made like a statement like i'm gonna be better or whatever and then fucking literally yesterday or saturday or whatever he was on instagram live with some dude in the car he flashed it. He i was gonna up, say dude, the the video is so crazy to me because i thought like this dude has to be just like fucking insane dude like we can he's sitting yeah, there I and he's dancing agree. and he's fired up to this fucking trap music nba young boy whatever the fuck they're listening to no gun in hand and he knows buddies on instagram live he's just vibing <laughs> with them whatever Right, and then he pulls out the gun as a joke. Like, what are you like? What are you thinking, dude? Like, are you just are you, are you fucking fried? And then dude, those are the guys then, they interview in those the- fucking USA interviews about Canada, dude. They go find those guys and fucking yeah, exactly. yeah. bro. You could you could have fucking oh my god. god you, yeah. Did you see the clip? I know I sent it. I don't know if you watched it. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it on. Uh, I didn't and see the- you send it, but I saw it on Instagram or something. I didn't know we anything to- about that story, but well, see, we need to clip this. Because John Morant's the dumbest motherfucker in NBA history. Like, the guy has it all. He's one of the top fucking players in the league, but he just can't help himself. But I will say, he has one of the most legendary leaked pictures of all time. And if we clip this, we can put it up right now. He's fucking standing there, strippers just all over him, and it's just money on the floor, on the tables. You can't even see a fucking piece of furniture because it's just money. And this guy just in the room by himself with a fucking ripper. Kind of a legendary picture. But an absolute idiot that just keeps pulling out guns on fucking Instagram Live for no reason. Like it's just an absolute, just brain dead, brain dead Morant. But also, like I said, kind of a legendary picture that should be his like Twitter, Instagram, everything profile picture. <laughs> At this be point, that. might as well. You're just fucking <laughs> yeah. flaunting Lean your guns and shit. Like, what, what can you lose it. by posting that? I mean, that's but just I, yeah. That's it's just. Stupid. Yeah, it is just weird. Like, it's just like, dude, you have like children, fans, and shit like that, and you're not that guy. We like, we know you're not that guy. Like, the way you grew up, you can't and fix then, uh, stupid. That's yeah, the and then it's, you can't fix stupid. And then beyond that, it's like you, you like, you don't want to see a guy, a guy get like fucking shot or in trouble or in jail and shit like that. You know what I mean? So, did the team uh, like kick him off the team or yeah, is he suspend, in jail? Like, what, suspended indefinitely, again? I think, for now. Suspended indefinitely. He probably all pays bail and all that shit, right? Like, he did probably. But it's just, well, he wasn't, he didn't, dude, he's an absolute downfall. Anything, but, We're watching a downfall yeah. in front of us. He got fucking flamed all over me, uh, all over social media. But like, when the f- first shit happened, like, uh, what have you seen that clip where he's like, uh, it's the J. Cole song? He's like, this is the part that the thug skip, and then he switches yeah. the song. It's like, that's like just the cringiest thing to fucking, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. And then, so then he was getting chirped all over (laughs) social media for just being like a fake gangster. And then a week later, it's like, almost like you want to show up. There's like the randoms, which I know he's that type of guy. Like people get in his head, considering that he pulled a gun out on a fucking 17 year old. Um, But then he he flashes a gun. 
we had his he had his boy sitting courtside at a and it was like Pacers versus Grizzlies and his boy came on the court to try to fucking fight a guy and then after the game there was the reports from the Pacers security that like the a car that Morant was in with all his boys that one of them that got kicked out were like shining like lasers off their ARs into the Pacers bus and shit like he is just an absolute loose cannon and I don't know what like. Like, he's had, like, seven incidents. There was, like, something at a grocery store where he, like, punched a security guard and he was fucking going after someone because his mom got disrespected. He went to a high school to chirp fuck <laughs> yeah. like, to him and his boys, whatever. He is a loose cannon, and fuck him. If he ends up getting caught on some Aaron Hernandez shit, good. Bro, if you want to be an idiot, go be an idiot. He's going to end up in jail or something, right? Because the team will probably kick yep. caught him and kick him yeah, off the dude. team shit. He's yeah, gonna that's be going what I'm saying. We're, like, we're witnessing a downfall. I think uh, there's no other way it ends, but the fucking, yep. like, it, it's already happened. He got chirped and chirped, and then he wanted to show up and fucking flex. Like, he just wanted to fucking prove to, to the people that he's a gangster because he was getting chirped so hard for, like, a month about being a fake gangster that he whipped out a gun. Then fucking became a whole big huge thing with national media was now covering it, and then and then got suspended and everything. And then we thought it was better. We thought he learned his lesson, and then he does it again like a two months later. Are you fucking insane? What is a legendary dude, picture? All those boys should stop legend. going. Instagram <laughs> you just said that in the group chat. DK saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you had seen that before, Ty. I had to put it in the group chat. No, that I is a legendary. That I, is a legendary picture. Like <laughs> I never even heard of this guy to be honest before. Like, like I. I just that knew you were talking about because you said jokes. the guy that was showing the gun in the car and fucking. Yeah. I heard about that. That's the only time I've ever heard about it. I don't follow the. Basketball. I'm making that the picture of our. Uh, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's the <laughs> most legendary picture of all time. I know he's like we're witnessing a downfall and he's an idiot, but like you can't tell me that's not just pic- <laughs> like Instagram profile picture, Twitter profile picture worthy. John Morant is him when it yeah, comes to fucking the strip clubs. Apparently, him and Trey Lance. Yeah, but just a wild lifestyle. And guns. Like, because yeah. of strip clubs and guns, so you're, he's your guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, last yeah. thing, MLB. Did you guys have any thoughts on baseball? My cards are kind of uh, struggling, but they're kind of uh, bringing it back now. Our not four games in a row hitting homers. He's, he's heating up, but uh, I don't know. The, the Contreras trade and all that's looking a bit iffy. But what are your thoughts on, uh, I guess, the Jays and, and that? That's probably what our listeners most want to hear about. Yeah, well, I wanted to just man, I want to bring up MLB uh, for the Jays, obviously, but yeah, I want to say like, yo, tough luck on the fucking cards right now because that's a team. They're that turning was... it around, but they're in a they dug themselves a hole. What is it, Ty? Have you been watching games? Yeah, is it the, is it the yeah. pitching? I think they're playing right now. Actually, that's is the, it? It's the pitching? biggest thing is the pitching, and also I think yeah, they so. made a big trade to bring in the catcher Contreras, right? Yeah. And then the they had Molina kind of taking care of all that work that Molina did, like it probably yeah, but I don't he was know. Old, in, didn't you retire? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, he retired last yeah. year with Pujols. Yeah. But uh, just filling his void is a big change for uh, for the team. And I think that it fucks with the pitching a bit too. So, And our pitching was kind of weak to begin with. We got uh, yeah. a few decent starters but and a good closer. But other than that, I don't know. I mean, I just looked up Contreras and it says he's about a league average hitter so far this season. So I, that, I shouldn't be like too concerning how is well, they he were, like is he bad behind they the were plate bench, or something? i think it's yeah i think it's more to do with his defense or something like that like they were fucking benching him and shit like they made him a, a dh and then put in the other catcher like and they were paying him a lot of money i'm pretty sure they signed him to like a five-year deal or something like that so the heat yeah. he's kind of in the hot seat but i don't think you can blame it all on him no a lot of the fans have been doing that though a lot of their a lot of their um their pitching staff is like yeah is hurting 
insanely well. Well, I think the coaches and stuff they don't know how to like direct the team because Molina was taking care of all that stuff. Like, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but like when it because I don't really, I never played baseball. Yeah, I don't know. He's much calling about the games kind of thing. Years. Yeah, Molina was great at calling to, the games and yep. Yeah, like when pitching, doesn't the the catcher kind of recommend pitches to the pitcher and shit like that? Like, yeah, for the most uh, part, yeah. what he's doing back yeah. there. Yeah, he used to be yeah. more so like way, fingers yeah. down and shit. Isn't that what he's doing? Like, Molina yeah. was at least well. Now it's all electronic, so people Amazing. stop stealing signs. It's a pitch com in their ear and shit. So oh. the catcher just hits a button and shit. But uh, you'll see that happen. But fucking maybe Molina, like just being an old head, probably maybe he held the fucking fingers like up until the end and shit. Yep. But uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, for the most part. You don't even have time to like shake pitches off sometimes. So a lot of guys now are just calling their own games, and especially Bassett, like yeah. and the Jays, who had throws like yep. eight different pitches. He just calls his own games, and that's a good segue. Um, uh, we hope the Cardinals turn it around because that's a fun team to watch. But uh, how about the fucking uh, how about the Jays? How about that Bassett start? Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on the Blue Jays pitching staff, and you can hit on their uh, on their on their batters. It's crazy to me yeah. that if you look at the wins for pitchers. Like Barrios has three, Kikuchi has five, Bassett has five, and then if you look at the losses, like Manoa's got four, Gosman's got three. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Kikuchi, Barrios, Bassett leading the team in wins, and even like ERA, like Gosman's looked good, Bassett's looked all right, Barrios has looked okay, um, but Manoa, like Manoa's really struggled, man. Like people have just seemed to figure him Brutal. out. Um, the the bullpen in my mind is still a little bit shaky. Other outside of Jordan Romano, I I never had liked the bullpen. Um, the pitching staff, I do think, is going to get get it like back together. But also, in my opinion, when I look at the fucking stats across the league, this is almost like the most I've seen guys hitting like 340, 350. Like guys are fucking ripping the cover off the baseball right now. And I I don't know yeah, if it's, it's still a, early a, though. It is still early, but you get what I mean. Like some like Pete Alonso has like 15 homers already. Like he's on pace no, for like no. 70. Like it's just I just feel like maybe one of those like uh balls are juiced seasons kind of thing where a lot of guys are getting like 350 340 the first month and a half of the season but i don't know i like where the jays are out there 24 and 17 um the rays are gonna win 100 games like we said Stu. like they just fucking year in year out they win 100 games and they fucking go home and that's that and they make the playoffs but the blue jays are still gonna make the playoffs they're gonna be a good team um they're just gonna need to do a lot to bolster that uh, bullpen at the deadline in my opinion yeah uh i like I, you know what the bullpen I, the biggest concern for me right now is Manoa for sure. Like I don't, to be honest, I don't know if they make the playoffs if Manoa doesn't figure it out. And there's nothing they can really do. Like they can't fuck it. Like they don't have another guy to replace his starts. They can't send. Like it's one of it, it was the guy that was supposed to be your main guy. You can't just like send him down or, or do any shit. Like he's the only thing they can really do. The only option they have really is to fucking throw him out there every five days and hope hope to hell he fucking figures it out, right? They do uh, have a deep staff though. Like it, like if Gosman's doing it and Bassett's dealing and Kikuchi's doing what he's doing and Barrios is all right, then like yeah, you have to throw Manoa out there every fifth day. But I I completely get what you're saying. Like Manoa has to be your game one player. No, they don't starter. have anyone below that. Is what I'm saying. Like who no, are you gonna yeah. throw Mitch White out there? Like H- Hinjin no- Ryu is apparently making a comeback as well coming August. off of the Tommy John. That way too yeah, late. Like, like it's not gonna I save know, anything better. Like Nate yeah, Pearson's no one in the bullpen. Like by that, August, but... we're in a bad spot. That's Barrios my... last year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Couldn't agree more. But uh, and well, it's not like it, it is like Barrios, but it's like it's like Manoa has been significantly like he's lost the game in the first like three innings in every single know, one of his starts. That was except Barrios for last year, right? And like, Barrios was supposed to be the guy. He was the day one starter last well, at year. At least like, Barrios, like half of his starts were like serviceable, and then a couple other were pretty brutal. Like Manoa has only been good, only been decent in one game. 
Yep. Uh, Gospin, uh, I think is fucking obviously I was like super high on Gossman. Um, aside from that one fucking disastrous start in Boston, he's been uh, pretty fucking elite. Yep. So Gossman doesn't concern me. He's pitching tonight. It's three three game. I haven't been watching it because we've been recording this. Bassett. Other than the very first game where he got lit up right from the start by Ty's Cardinals there. Uh, <laughs> and then the first inning of his second start, uh, he's been pretty much lights out, as far as I know. So, And he almost threw a fuck, he threw two hit or a complete game shutout uh, the other, his last start. So I'm excited. Bassett's a really, that guy's a talent, and he's calling his own games. He doesn't have velocity. It's just mixing up. Nobody knows what he's going to throw because he has eight pitches. Um, that's a good signing. I like that signing from the Blue Jays, and, and, and he's he's fun to watch, and he's a really talented pitcher. Barrios kind of seems like he's figured out a little bit, kind of a little bit more consistency, you figure, from last year. Uh, Kikuchi as well. Um, Kikuchi giving up the long ball a lot. Um, as just always. Yeah. You just throw, like, you know what I mean? Like, but. Um, other than that, like I, I feel like he's been pretty, pretty solid. Here's, um, here's lineup, something with that pitching staff, though. One okay. step before you go off, Gosman has 75 strikeouts, right? The yeah. next closest, Barrios has 44, Bassett 41, Kikuchi 40, Alec Manoa 35. Like you wow. can't have like and and last year Manoa was sick because he was striking a lot of guys out, right? He's overpowering guys. He was just tossing well, that fastball. He was never a huge strikeout guy, but like he was Manoa? getting swings. Yeah, not he's getting last a Cy year. Young he last, last year. Wasn't he nominated for a Cy Young or something? He's always been a pitch to contact. Yeah, he wasn't a strikeout guy. Like it would no, like it, the line was always sitting at like five and a half or six and a half. Like it wasn't like I was. Wait, he was always a strikeout per inning. And what I'm saying is that he's he's not now. Like he's got he, okay, in his yeah, career, he was 342 and 353, like 342 strikeouts to 353 innings. But the yeah. reason why is because he's he's pitched 45 and only has 35 this year. So he was usually, you know, if he pitched 180, he had 180 strikeouts. He ain't even on pace for that. He's like on pace for like 130. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's he not even the strikeouts. Guys. Like it's just the, vol- the like, the, like the strikeouts are kind of a byproduct of like everything else not working though is what I'm saying. Like, it's not like he's, it's not His like velocity has been down. Re- yep. Velocity has been down. The slider's non-competitive always. It's out of the zone, out of the hand. Uh, he's not located. He's throwing sh- like a lot of change-ups, like in weird spots. He can't get uh, out of the fifth inning. The other day, he, threw, he threw yep, the second eight, season. Second full season. He yep. threw the, Those Canadian was, winters, eh? He packed it on. Now he can't fucking throw anywhere. He was came in fucking chunky. He came in fat this year. We called him out for that when he was getting fucking... <laughs> like, he was sitting there, and he was taking up fucking four four seats on a couch. It was like, dude, you are got a big <laughs> opening day, buddy. Get on the <laughs> treadmill. <laughs> he's a big dude. Yeah. Isn't he like 6'6 six, six or something? I think there's a picture oh, yeah, of him beside a couple of Leafs players. He was just... Towering over these guys. Yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit, a bit of a mammoth. But yeah, so Manoa has to figure it out one way or another if this team's gonna fucking uh, thrive. Um, looking, yeah, the bullpen. I don't mind the bullpen right now. It is what it is. Like obviously, it's gonna get better. It's there's gonna be some pieces added at the fucking before the deadline um, as, as the playoffs approach. So I'm not too worried about it now. Swanson has been really good. Uh, I like Swanson. Uh, I know. And Swanson was a guy that was very vulnerable to being fucking to being uh, a fan hated by fans. I'll say because that was the piece we traded to Oscar Hernandez, fan favorite for thirty home runs. Fucking, you know, it was he was a big guy for us. He was one of our uh, core players, and then we traded him and for Eric Swanson. And a lot of the fucking a lot of the fans were were just ready. I think eager to fucking for something to complain and, and roast the fucking front office for um 
Yeah, because but fuck, Swanson's kind of offended really. that Font, Swanson's yep. kind of proved them almost to be geniuses to this point because uh, he's been our main guy out of the bullpen. Other than Romano, like even has blown a couple of saves, like he's still been <laughs> solid, but like he hasn't been like dominant Romano like we've we've seen before um, and made some like questionable decisions too, like throwing. I don't know. It is what it is, but uh, uh, Swanson, I really like. That's a guy that's going to be a high leverage guy no matter what. Ha- even after, even if we bring in some big names at the deadline, bullpen, I'm not worried about. There's a few things I want to touch on in the lineup uh, that we had, like because I know we had predictions. Um, Brandon Belt is not going to hit 30 home runs. I think. No shit. No 20, shit. I think I said 20. I think I said 20. But Brandon, Belt, I said I that's wild. Brandon, yep. But. Uh, but he's turned it around. For a while there, it looked like this guy might be the worst player in the fucking league. But then all of a sudden, he's gotten he's gotten a little hot. So um, it's good to see Brandon Belt turning around. But he's not he's not going to have those power numbers like I thought he might if he plays every day. Um, but yeah, hopefully he's Kiermaier. a Kiermaier's been a happy surprise. Kiermaier's been a happy surprise. I can't imagine he keeps it up for that long, but like like keeps up the hitting the way it's been yep. going. But yeah, he's been fucking fantastic. Uh, Whit Merrifield, Kiermaier also, yeah, Kiermaier was a guy that like a lot of people when they got. I wrote him off. Yeah, I didn't write him off because I knew he was a good defender and he's going to be. But I was like, ah, he's aging. Maybe he's lost a little bit of speed or something. Coming off an ACL, yep. Not at all, dude. And then fucking, and then it was just like there was so many like like we needed an outfielder, right? Like Nimmo is on the board. Like a lot of people and Kiermaier. It seems like the Jays. Um front office looking like geniuses with Swanson and Kiermaier. Varsho and on the Varsho. Hand, well, Varsho's been good, but you you're really high on Varsho. I don't uh I don't think he's hitting fucking I don't I don't know what you said like 280 or something. He'll not, he's not going to do that. Um it just seems like uh every time I watch Varsho like when he's not hitting well like for a first stretch to start the season he wasn't hitting well and it just seemed like Every at bat, he all he found himself in an O two count, like right off the jump. It seemed like you know what I so mean. So he is a big, he's a big, he's a big strikeout guy, right? Like if he ain't do, if he ain't hitting, he's fucking striking out. Which I will, I will admit, like that's yeah, that's fucking tough, right? But at the same point, he's kind of turned it on here. He's got he's got six homers, he's got sixteen RBIs, he's got fucking six steals, yeah, he's got fifteen walks, like and he's great in the field too. He's made some really good plays in the field. I agree with you. I was very high on Dalton Varsho. Um, it's he just, hasn't it's the average numbers that I don't think are going to hit where you suggested. Uh, but Whit Merrifield, I want to say that just if you're oh, not going to point him out, Whit Merrifield, I think has been one of the most happy, just like under the radar, like very, like he was good. I liked it when we got him and the fact that we still had him for this year too. And he's, I feel like he's playing really well. I really like what Mitt, Whit Merrifield brings to the team and obviously go ahead with anybody else. I just didn't know if you were going to mention him. Um, yeah, I was going to mention him. Yeah, Whitman, and he's stolen what, like ten bases already. Um, that yeah, a lot that, more speed in this lineup. A lot more speed. Yeah, but when Merrifield came last year, he wasn't really stealing bases like we thought yep. he might be. And now all of a sudden, like he's got a fucking season. He's got spring training in him and starting the year as a everyday guy. It's like now it's, it seems like he's got more confidence. He's hitting well too. Whit Merrifield, I like a lot so far, and he seems like a legend too. Like he seems like a solid dude and, and, and like off the field. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of like it. Like, obviously, Bo Bichette's doing his thing. He's one of the best fucking hitters in the league. Um, defense, still a lot to be desired there. Uh, Vladdy's doing his thing. Uh, if Vladdy can get the ball in the air a little more, like he, he'd be the best hitter in the league. Um, defense is really... Uh, I know he won a gold glove last year, but like defense even seems like it's even improved even some more. 
uh, and he's hustling. Um, Chapman's then, coming back down to earth. Kirk's struggling. Chapman's Chanson's coming down back to earth, but yeah. I think like everyone expected that, and I think Chapman will still have an up season. Obviously, yep. like it's hard to go wrong with the start he's had. But yeah, Kirk concerns me a little bit. Janie Jansen seems like he's now the everyday catcher, um, other than when Manoa starts, which might also change now because they haven't done. He's been pretty fucking brutal, so it seems like a switch up might be coming here. But uh, yeah, Kirk concerns me a little bit. I think this roster is not playing up to their full yep. potential that they have. And, and, you didn't and even it, mention George Springer. And, like, yeah, and George Springer's yeah. been like, if George Springer is fucking main thing is his defense. If if you say if you at the end of the season, uh, you're like. The best thing George Springer did for us this season is play de- is play good defense. George Springer did not have a good season. You know what I mean? So he's yep. he's slacking. He's gonna find. He can't fucking. It seems like he can't hit a breaking ball. Um, but if people figure, dude, if like this is what I'm saying, why my product predictions were so high because all these guys have have done it at least like shown signs that they can do it or they've done it before. Um, when I was making all these bold predictions or not predictions, but it was like where I want to see them. If I'm gonna be, um, if I'm gonna, if they're gonna exceed my expectations, um, and like it's just like a lot of guys are doing good things, but there's a lot of guys that like there's nobody that's been like average. You've either been like, you've either been like bad or pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I agree. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot left to be desired, even in the pitching staff too, right? Like Gosman's been better over his career. Barrios has been better over his career. Manoa has been better. Like. And then if you go down the lineup, yeah, it's kind of the same kind of thing. Guys yeah. are stepping up, but um, I agree with you. I think it's still a good lineup. I think they're going to make moves at the deadline. Um, it's still early, 24 and 17. It is. Like I said, that you could lose the first fucking 62 games in a row and then rattle off fucking 90 yeah. of the next 100 and make the playoffs. Like the MLB season is so fucking long. Really, shit doesn't start to matter until like mid-July. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, why I like If you can be 500 the, uh... in mid-July, you're good. Yeah, Did you see well, the cards heating up now because we started well, off they, you they off, have some but... ground to make up dude they have some ground to make up the cards i think <laughs> yeah. they're like eight games well arnado hit another homer tonight i don't know if you saw Did on DraftKings in our group there uh put them there fucking you're, hitting bets, home eh? run. you're just firing off some bets now yeah oh dude i'm firing bets off all the time <laughs> but arnado uh jersey? five games in a row now arnado he's hitting homers jersey? I got the Pujols one. That'll probably be the next one, though. I don't know. Actually, Goldie. I love <laughs> Goldie, Schmidt, too. Dude, he's, an, he's a beauty. That's another, he's a beauty. Yeah. Yo, if I, if I was to get another, it, would probably be Goldie. But I, our, uh, the, when I got Pujols, I was deciding between those ones, too. So I went with the Pujols. I had to. He's a legend, right? So Yeah, St. Louis legend, too. Boys, I've been grinding MLB the show. I know like we were talking about it the last time we met here. I've been absolutely fucking grinding. I just pulled a, I actually just pulled a, a Paul Goldschmidt, live ser- his live series card. And it's sell. It's on the market, going for like 150k. So I just made a whole shitload of stubs. Like, why? What am I gonna do with a 90? Straight overall into gold? the packs. Straight into the packs with the stubs. But yeah. you should have seen my pack luck, dude. You should have, <laughs> dude. Um, did you see that fucking the, those photos I sent to the chat, DK? Like a, about a week ago. Yep. I pulled like just some insane shit. Like I had 21 packs just like in my inventory, just from playing like mini seasons and shit. And out of 21 packs, the first one I opened, I pulled a chase pack two out of, uh, and then saved that, kept opening the rest of the packs, pulled like 99 Brian Wilson and the classic, remember the Giants closer when they were winning World yep. Series and shit? 99 overall, Bri- yep, Brian Wilson. And then I pulled an Acuna live series card, 
And then I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Imagine I get that Tatis card in this chase pack. I opened the chase pack, Tat, 99 overall Fernando Tatis card, which just breaks. Maybe the best card in the game. So, uh, yeah, that was some that was some crazy shit. I picked up a nice Evan Longoria, dude. I don't know shit about him, but his card looks nice. He fucking it was a home run series card. The guy hits bombs, dude. Oh, every the time derby I take card, him up the derby path. card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Evan Longoria, ninety-seven overall. Or something. He was nah. a Jay killer. I just remember him like back in the day when he played on the Rays. That like, was an absolute Blue Jay killer. He was, and he was, good nice. on the, he was good in the field too. Like he was a good yep. fucking. He's a good base. I think he's my third baseman. Yeah, yep. yeah, man. He was, yeah, he was an MVP guy, MVP Gold Glove kind of guy. Evan Longoria was sick. I I get those packs, dude. I don't know any of these players because they're all like the those ones are all the old players. I just fucking pick one out of my ass, you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. fucking know what I'm doing. Like, Evan okay, Lo- this guy looks. His picture's cool. He's got some cool glasses on. I'll take that guy. <laughs> Evan Longoria was like the slightly worse era or Arenado before Arenado. Oh, okay. So that, I feel like that's a decent comparison. Like just worse in every single category, but slightly. Like he was still an unreal player, but like, pro, nice. like didn't have the fucking hitting numbers as Arenado has. He's still playing too. I thought I looked up Longoria. Longoria. He's, he's like on, on the diamond back. The yeah, but he's yeah. old now. But like back in his yeah. prime, he was just like he was like he was like just a notch down. He was one of the best third basemen in the league for sure. But he was yeah, just he like was, a notch. Yeah. He just reminds me of Arenado. Like good all around. Like good defense. Good power. Um yeah good defense good hitter just just as like one tier below you know what i mean yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just damn good. yeah. <laughs> he had a cold start to the season though that's why i love seeing him heating up now five oh, five games in home run he sucked to but, start uh, nice i think we covered all the bases here no pun little, intended uh, yeah that was that with that one yeah, I knew this was gonna go long. First one back. That was a great yeah. transition, though. People didn't even wouldn't pick up on that. We covered all the bases. That was a yeah, great yeah. transition. <laughs> a boy Ty. Ty's on his A game. He's got his yeah. fastball today. Let's go. <laughs> there it is. Well, with that said, I think uh, that does it for another episode of Bucks on Nux. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you like the pod, drop a five star review down for it. Also, don't forget if you can't be cool, be careful. If you can't be good, be good at it. <laughs> <laughs>